It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Michael Reed Show Podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at lmfm.ie now back to Brexit, or more accurately, uh, the dishonourable British tactics. The European Commission has uh, said uh, that uh, the internal market bill that uh, they intend bringing forward would constitute an extremely serious violation of uh, the withdrawal agreement of uh, the Brexit negotiations and of international law. Uh, They say that the British actions have seriously damaged trust between the EU and the UK. And the EU says it does not accept that the aim of uh, this draft bill is to protect the Good Friday Agreement. It seems uh, as though the EU is not alone in uh, that view. Uh, It's a view uh, that uh, former Prime Ministers uh, Theresa May, uh, John Major and Gordon Brown also hold. This is a huge act of self-harm. We knew there was a a debate over fishing and over state aids. But then to explode the argument into breaking an international treaty is being condemned by so many people. Look, if I had done that when I was uh, Prime Minister, the Conservatives would have accused me of breaching the rule of law. They would have thrown everything at us and said that you cannot uh, ignore an international treaty that you signed only a few weeks ago and you negotiated. That's Gordon Brown speaking to the BBC today. Mary Lou MacDonald, Sinn Féin President, is on the line with us. And a very good morning to you, Mary Lou MacDonald, and thanks for joining us. How concerned are you? Good morning, Michael. I am very concerned. I'm, 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 I'm angered as well because... Um, this now situation creates a whole level of anxiety and doubt at a time where Brexit is looming, and that's bad news for us anyway, but also at the height of a global pandemic. I think it is not alone an act of self-harm, as Gordon Brown has accurately described it. It's an act of absolute belligerence in respect of Ireland, and it is being done with their eyes wide open. It's um, an astonishing and an unacceptable turn of events. And it it raises questions, of course, in the first instance around the withdrawal agreement and the protocol. Um, But it it raises wider questions as well. It raises questions uh, around the the level of good faith uh, or otherwise from the British system and from the Johnson government in respect of the, the Good Friday Agreement. So what does that mean in terms of where we go from here? Do we stop negotiating with the British? 
Well, the negotiations, as you know, are conducted on behalf of the European Union through Michel Barnier and his team. Mm. They're negotiating what should be the future trade relationship. The matter of the withdrawal agreement and the protocol were settled matters. I mean, they're signed, sealed and delivered and have force and effect in international law. I think the meeting yesterday um, that my colleague Michelle O'Neill was at has set out very clearly what needs to happen next. The European Commission has set out that uh, Britain is in fact uh, about to breach international law with its eyes wide open and they have given them a a three-week time frame to step back from that position and that's what needs to happen. Mm. If they don't, the talks collapse. If the talks collapse, we're looking at a border. Well, I, I think what we need to do in the here and now today and over the coming days is that we need to have very, very clear um, political action and messages coming in particular from the, the government here in Dublin. Um, but also we need to be sure that our international allies, I mean, obviously, of course, Europe, hmm. but across the Atlantic as well, um, are very, very clear to, to Boris Johnson and his government that there are consequences for their actions. Um, I, I think Nancy Pelosi has set out again her very strong assertion that there simply won't be a trade agreement between Britain and the US if there's harm done to Ireland and if there's any hardening of the border. Uh, I think the facts of that matter need to be spelled out. And then, of course, we need to prepare ourselves. We need to... Um, just be ready in the event that um, that the British don't move, in the event that they stick to this legislation, in, in the event that they're intent on breaching international law, there will be consequences in law for them. But of course, there will be consequences for Ireland. The consequences um, may be irrelevant, though. For the British, uh, I may, uh, I mean, they may be brought to the European Court of Justice. Fines may be issued as a, a sanction, but they uh, will be in a position where they can ignore them. Uh, well, well, they could, Michael. But I would, I would also say to you not to not to ignore the very significant reputational damage that will accrue to Britain. I think it's already destroyed. Well, it is, but I mean, it, it, it's one thing. They, they've waded half half the ways across. Um, but if, if if they continue in that vein, I mean, anybody watching them would would ask themselves, well, what kind of a, what kind of a an apparatus deals deals with their erstwhile European colleagues in such a shoddy manner? Mm. And and furthermore, and more to the point, from our perspective, what what kind of a an administration belligerently um, undermines a, a process of peace? that has been painstakingly built over decades now, over a generation. So mm. you, don't, you don't do that, Michael, in the real world. No, well, what, kind of administ- you know? what kind of an administration says it doesn't understand a treaty that it agreed? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, there's no argument here. I mean, this is just crazy yeah. stuff. This is, this is absolutely brazen. And I have to tell you, um, it, it is not the first time that the British government and the Tories in particular have walked away from commitments that they entered Mm. into. I could write you chapter and verse on that particular subject. But what makes this exceptional is the absolutely brazen way uh, in which it has been done. And I have Mm. to tell you, in the sequence of events, this story came to light or was mooted on Sunday night. Um, On Monday, my colleague Michelle O'Neill and the First Minister 
met with the Secretary of State. He, he scotched, he sought to scotch any concerns and said, no, there's nothing to worry about. Everything will be fine. On the Tuesday, he gets to his feet in the House of Commons and says, yes, we are breaching international law. Um, and then it, it took till Wednesday, which, which concerned me for the Taoiseach to actually speak to the British Prime Minister. We had the meeting, you know, of, of the Joint Committee yesterday. The Commission have set out their stall on the face of it. The British government are still saying that they were they are unmoved and that they are they are set on this course of action. Mm. I still think there's some way to play in that, and I think we need to maximise our efforts and we need really, really decisive and you know efficient government here in Dublin. We can't have chaotic messing and delay or a kind of a a wishy-washy and you know but unless the British but unless the British back down regardless of of what approach the Irish government or the European Commission takes with the British unless the British back down uh, in three weeks or over the course of uh, the next three weeks we're going to have a, a border on this island from January aren't we? We we cannot countenance a hardening of the border on the island. That's that's equivalent to turning the clock back twenty years. I mean, I I, I cannot. Mm, but that's what this bill was. That's what this bill would yes. result in. And if they don't drop the bill, the talks will have to collapse. If the talks collapse, it's the same result. Yes. And look, I, I'm not. I'm mm. not. I'm, I'm mm. not saying. I'm not for a second underestimating the seriousness of this. But what I am saying to you is that we will not, and we cannot passively mm. accept that that will be our fate. And just to say this, uh, Michael, the, the elephant in the room in, in the midst of all of this is yet again, we see how dangerous it is that the, the resident of number 10 Downing Street can take decisions, to rip up international agreements um, and take, uh, pose, take a pose that is so damaging to our island and to all of us that live here. The elephant in the room is the partition of Ireland and we need to talk about that and certainly if the British are absolutely intent in this reckless, belligerent behaviour, well then the the issue of um, a referendum, the issue of a border poll, the issue of like the absolute necessity for preparation for that um, looms very, very large. And to all of those who have said to us in Sinn Féin that now is not the time, no, we can't plan, no, we can't talk about this, I hope they're awake now and paying attention. And I hope they're, they're watching and, and reading the tea leaves of what is happening all around us and how vulnerable we are. And we cannot continue to leave ourselves vulnerable. Now is the time for planning, for action, for clear heads, and and for very, very firm leadership. Okay, I'll have to ask you about uh, the Bobby Story funeral once again. Michelle O'Neill said uh, that uh, she regrets what happened, Uh, but I I take it Sinn Féin is not apologising for what happened. Well, look, I I think Sinn Féin's words were words of apology and and, and words of sorrow. There is the last thing that um, society can afford or that Michelle would want is a situation where um, messages got mixed or muddled. And at the time, Michael and I, I, I don't know if we spoke about this mm. directly on your show. I think we did. Uh, we were very conscious uh, on the occasion of that funeral that there were lots of people out on the streets and it did cause annoyance and it caused it caused hurt for, for some people. And of course, we're sorry. I'm sorry. I apologise deeply 
uh, for that. I said at the time, and just to say again, that in, in the midst of this awful public health emergency, the most difficult experience has been for families who have been bereaved uh, and and trying to make arrangements to lay their loved one to rest in just cruel, and I can only describe it as cruel circumstances. And um, that particular funeral, that Bobby himself was a larger than life figure, big public figure in, in Belfast. Mm. His family are grieving. The organisers of the, the funeral did their best um, to keep numbers down. It was and all of the arrangements but I, were made, but okay. I absolutely accept that on the day, uh, how it looked and how it felt did cause hurt. And okay. um, I'm, for that, I'm profoundly uh, sorry. And they, just to say, Michael, Michelle and Arlene Foster gave a, a joint press conference yesterday. It's really, really important mm. that um, people have some semblance of of leadership and, and people guiding things in a way that's collaborative this time. So I'm very pleased that, that the two leaders, that the two women were in a position to do that. Yesterday. Okay, if you'll bear with me for one moment, uh, I, I'll ask you uh, if that apology will result in resignations because of what Leo Vratker said in the Dáil yesterday. Expressing her regret for the Bobby Story funeral and the events around it. In her own words, it undermined public health messaging in the North. It's late, but I think it's timely because it's coming at a time when we head into the winter uh, when COVID incidence rates are much higher in Northern Ireland uh, than here, when Belfast has a higher incidence than any other city in Ireland. And while I can understand people paying their respects in the streets, Deputy, I can't understand or accept a political rally in Milltown Cemetery. This was no graveside oration. Uh, Mr. Story was cremated uh, on the other side of town. It was a political rally in the middle of a pandemic organised by Sinn Féin uh, and other Republicans. Now, Deputy Doherty, you spoke at that rally, and I want to know now if you're going to apologise for that and whether you're going to be held to account for it. We've seen a dozen resignations as a result of Golfgate in the last few weeks. Will anyone in Sinn Féin be resigning as a consequence of this? Or do you believe that Sinn Féin Republicans are some sort of higher caste that don't have to obey the same laws as anyone else and don't have to follow the public health guidance? Leo Vradker was addressing Sinn Féin's Pierce Doherty. Mary Lou MacDonald, would you care to respond to Leo Vradker? Well, look, it, just as your listeners know, what, what Pierce had actually raised with the Tarnish, there was the fact that uh, testing had in stopped me, in, in meat, meat factories. And we'll be talking about that and, in a moment with Greg and Ellis, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and he was raising huge concerns uh, around that and the fact that the, the capacity that we need to test and trace is absolutely central for us to reopen the economy and to keep people safe. And um, the, the Tanish the, uh, responded in a very prepared way and in, in, in the manner in, in which your listeners uh, have heard. I think it was um, a very stark example of, you know, point scoring and political whataboutery. He likened the Bobby Story funeral to Golfgate. And okay, ha- let me, well, let me say this. Let me say this. Um, and I say this with all due respect to everybody concerned, there is no equivalent between a knees up, uh, a golf do or any other do in a hotel and a funeral. The funeral of anyone, the funeral of Bobby Story or anybody. There is no comparison between the two events. And I think 
if if um, the Tanish doesn't understand that, well, I, I find that very, very strange. Uh, and just to, finally to conclude, to address the Tanish's question, will there be Sinn Féin resignations? No, there won't. Uh, Michelle O'Neill has a really important job to do. She has led from the front. And, um, and I have to say, in fairness to the executive, in difficult circumstances, and it's a five-party, you know, mandatory coalition, it's a parish, I think it's a, it's a tough one all around. Um, but I think they have done, I think they have done very well in difficult circumstances. Um, and now, uh, at, at this time, we, we're coming into the autumn and into the winter, and we need steady hands at the tiller, so absolutely not. Michelle O'Neill will continue to lead from the front. That's, that's the right thing to do. Okay, we'll leave it there and thank you indeed for joining us as always. Thank you very much, uh, Mary Lou MacDonald, Sinn Féin President. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.